And this could cause a problem for you if you don't have the right support structure for your fullbacks because uh, both uh, sides fullbacks try to bomb forward and create an overload on one oh. side. Hello, welcome to another edition of the No Chof Desk podcast on the OLB. Before I begin, please hit that subscribe button, like, share, tell your nunna. Uh, we've got over a thousand subs. Thank you for everyone that's watched, that's contributed. It's been an amazing journey thus far. And the journey continues because we have FC Basel in the uh, Conference League. It hasn't been a good start for us so far, but where there's hope, there's hope. And the joining me is a Swiss football expert. It's Oliver Zesiger. Oliver, welcome to the show. Willkommen. Wie geht's? Uh, danke, es geht mir gut. Welcome. Uh, hello, uh, Stel. Thanks for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure having you on. And, um, you know, you're the Swiss football expert. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we start talking about FC Basel? Yeah, sure. Uh, I am the Swiss head researcher for football manager now for 12 years. And I work as a professional scout in the business. And uh, yeah, I know a lot about Basel and about every other Swiss club as well. Um, so I, I remember FC Basel being a club that was regularly in the Champions League, um, having some fantastic players over the years. Um, how have they entered the Conference League? Oh, well, well to begin. Um, so during the most successful times, Basel was Swiss champion eight times in a row. And then um, the, cha the change came in the Champions League so that only bigger teams from bigger leagues had access to the Champions League and the pathway, as you know as well as a football fan for Nicosia, uh, is much harder nowadays. So uh, around that time, the uh, president, the chairman, uh, stepped down and the new ownership took over. And they tried to save costs because without... Champions League money and they, you cannot sell these players at the rates they did before so you cannot get like uh, 19 million for uh, Mohamed Salah or 25 for Abrel Bolo anymore and uh, the, the business model wasn't sustainable so the new chairman tried to cut costs wherever he could which went to the detriment of the team as well and uh, Young Boys took over. Young Boys is, are now the most successful Swiss club uh, they won the championship four times in a row now. And um, they are, or three times in a row, I believe. And they are the, uh, the best team in the country right now. Basel is now starting to grow back uh, with a new owner, again, a new owner, and a new uh, transfer strategy. And, uh, yeah. And the problem is with all of this, if you don't have a team in the Champions League, you don't get enough coefficient points, then your league drops out. We currently we finished outside the top 15, which means we only have four starters for Europe. And we don't have a direct starter in Champions League or in the Europa League anymore. So if you finish second in the league, you're automatically in the uh, Conference League qualifications. And that's how Basel finished up here. Well, you mentioned some fantastic players that played for the club previously. I remember the likes of Timothy Atuba, who uh, yeah. joined, joined uh, Tottenham later on and other players as well. But, and I, and I, I see the, the current squad and it is quite young, like the average age, isn't it? But then you've got some players like, I think, uh, was it, uh, he's played for Fulham and Olympia Goz. Uh, uh, Kasami. Kasami, that's right. Yeah. He's there. I think Tavares, the defender from Benfica, yes. if I'm not mistaken. 
and Cabral, the striker. Is that is that Cabral, correct? Cabral, yes. And uh, Barcelona has a new strategy, which means they uh, loan players from uh, high-profile clubs. For example, they have loaned uh, Sebastiano Esposito from Inter Milan. And they, all these, all, for all these loans, they have buy options, which doesn't mean they will sign all these players because those buy options may be rather high. We don't know. And uh, yeah, uh, among those players are Sebastiano Esposito, Tavares, uh, Joelson Fernandez from, uh, from Sporting, and a lot of other high-profile young players from around Europe. And you mentioned Artur Cabral, currently one of the most prolific strikers in Europe. Uh, he was recently called up to the Brazilian national team, which is quite a miracle for a player uh, playing in Switzerland still. He didn't play in the end, but uh, he was still called up. So uh, there is a lot of talent in this team, a lot of potential in this team. And the, uh, the challenge for the coach right now is to bring all that potential to fruition, to make something to model a team that is capable of going far in the conference league and winning the swiss league mm. and i think it would be fair to say that the uh the favorites to qualify from the group um we're relatively unknowns we've got a lot of journeyman footballers so to speak and you know the, uh, the last game against carabag even though they they tonked us 4-1 i don't think the the scoreline represented the performance i think we played pretty well in that one Against Kairats, we were quite unfortunate to only come away with, with a point. But this is another level for us. Last season, we were in the Europa League and we played the likes of PSV Eindhoven and uh, you know, Olympiagos in the Champions League qualifiers. And they played us off the park, which Dinamo Zagreb did as well. And I'm, I'm expecting a, a team that, that plays high-intensity pressing, i.e. Basel, uh, quick passing um, and an interesting movement. What can you tell us about the, the system that Basel play? So they line up in a 4-2-3-1 formation. They try to press occasionally, but they're not that, not yet that high-pressing machine like Red Bull Salzburg. That's the goal of the new owner, David Degen, uh, to create an attractive attacking side which presses high up the pitch uh, and makes it difficult for the opponent to build up. It's right, At the moment, it's quite slow. Transitions are quite slow, and it's very uh, based on wing play. And... In the end, it's bring the ball to Cabral and he will score somehow. Uh, and if, if he's not scoring, then there is a problem. And uh, it's the whole club is in transition right now. And you can see with the squad, there's so much potential. I've said when they signed four or five lone players on transfer deadline day, this is the most talented group that's ever been uh, in Switzerland. But as I said before, you now have to make something out of that talent. And the system reflects it. It's, it's still a bit slow. Um, there are some very dynamic pieces in this team, but they're not set up correctly at the moment. Or the coach hasn't found the right chemistry, the right uh, combinations between players to really uh, attack uh, during 90 minutes. For example, if you look at uh, the last game against uh, Almat Kairati, not the other way around, uh, Basel at 4-0, but then they started to uh, started to get sloppy, make mistakes, and they conceded twice. So um, everything everything is possible with Basel at the moment. You mentioned the wing play and how they love to get the ball out wide. With us, our problem this season has been uh, the lack of support for our fullbacks. Now, our best defender is a left-back called Jan Lesiaks. 
Um, check former, former young boy Swiss player. There you go. And he had player. 16 assists last season in the league, which was absolutely fantastic. And he loves to get forward. Our right back is probably going to be Shehu, Nigerian right back. Um, and he's been out through suspension because he got sent off in, in the league game. So he hasn't played uh, the past couple of weeks. But I think the support from our wide men, the wingers, needs to improve a lot. And um, against Antwerp, their fullbacks overlapped. The two wide men used to tuck in, which gave us a lot of problems. And that's a concern already straight from you telling me about the, the wide play from FC Basel. Yep. Who, who should we expect to see in the wide areas that can give us the most problems? Um, the thing is they have the Basel as a squad with uh, a lot of uh, wing players. But uh, to keep an eye on, certainly Wallachin Stocken, uh, left uh, winger, who's an uh, experienced winger, ex-former uh, uh, Swiss international. And uh, as you said, overlapping fullbacks, Basel does this as well with uh, either Lopez or Lang on the right side or Tavares or uh, Petrete on the left side. And this could pause, cause a problem for you if you don't have the right support structure for your fullbacks because uh, both uh, sides' fullbacks try to bomb forward and create an overload on one side. And on the right side, you have uh, many options, actually. Dan and Doy, which was uh, signed on loan from Nice. Uh, who, is, who else is there? Edon Shegrova, because uh, of an international who scored a bomb the goal this, uh, just this weekend. He's more of an inside forward. So he uh, cuts inside. He's like the Robin type. And it's exactly how he scored this weekend. Also, the left foot in the curl. Like, I can see what yeah, you see. Yeah, exactly, the, yeah, exactly how, like he scored. And it's... It's predictable, but you can't stop it sometimes. You can stop it in 89 minutes, which uh, the, the opponent of uh, the past weekend did, but he scored in the 90th minute. And uh, who else is there? Yeah, Jonathan jo Fernandez, a uh, young Portuguese player, a Portuguese under 21 international is there as well. He, is, he has not played a lot of minutes so far, but uh, he is a uh, very talented and extremely quick winger. So he could cause problem here and there as well. As Basel has started with four points, I could see some of the, let's say, reserve players getting some minutes against uh, against Nicosia. Uh, maybe not a starter, but maybe for 30 minutes at the end uh, of a game. And uh, those guys try to prove themselves to the coach as well. So it could be tricky. And one player I forgot to mention is Liam Miller, a uh, former Liverpool player, and um, he played for the under-23s, was loaned to the League One last season and signed permanently this summer as well. He's a good, a quick, young player and uh, who has gotten some good results this season already. Brilliant. So what about through the middle then? Our, our strength, I'd say, are in the middle of the park. We've got Bashiru that's coming from Nottingham Forest, um, he did very well at Malmo. Uh, we've got Jordi Gomez, who's a very seasoned pro, as you know, was at Swansea City, uh, Sunderland. And OK, he's back end of his career, but he's he's looking still promising. Mix Diskarud, who I'm sure you've heard of, the uh, American. Yeah. So we've got Mix there. Um, he came off injured against Abolon at the weekend. I think he twisted his knee, but I think he'll be all right to play. So th these are the three main players we have in midfield. Now, whether or not they play as a three in the middle or whether Mix plays on the left, I'm not sure. Or Mix might even play the number 10, which is what he did at the weekend. Who should we look out for? Do they have a, a rock-solid defensive midfield uh, system? Yeah, they have. Um, 
one one spot is uh, Fabian Frey, a Swiss international player for Mainz in the Bundesliga. I was recently called up with, for the national team again after, I think, a three or four year absence and played very well against Italy. And there is Tala Chaka, Albanian international, and the uh, elder brother of uh, Granit. And Paitin uh, uh, Kazami, you mentioned already. Uh, he's more like uh, eight, maybe a 10, um, but uh, he's a goal scorer as well and a very dangerous player, especially if you let him shoot from 20, 25 yards out. And we have a Horti as well, uh, Horti Kutia, uh, the Spanish uh, central midfielder, more of a Distributor, not a destroyer type, but very, I think he is key when it comes to transitioning. Uh, but he's, he's been injured. He has played uh, his first game from the start this weekend. So it may, he may not start against uh, uh, Nicosia. And there are some young elements as well. Darian Males is a young Swiss under 21 international who's on loan from Inter. And Wouter Burger uh, is, was signed from, uh, from Feyenoord. A young Dutch of uh, the 21 international. So there is a good mixture between old and young. It's just that some elements don't really work together. Uh, Kasami at the six doesn't work. Uh, Fabian Frey is at the tail end of his career. He's quite slow, so uh, but he's very secure on the ball. But uh, if you want to play quick transitions, there need to be change um, in the future in, in this uh, area of the, of the team. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm expecting us to go 4-4-2. Uh, against um, Kyrat, we went 3-4-2-1, which worked pretty well, especially on the counter-attack. But against a side that relies on width, like FC Basel do, which is what I'm assuming, I think we're going to go with a 4-4-2. But what about them defensively? And the reason why I ask is we've got a striker called Marko Šepović, uh, Serbian striker, he scored his first goal of the season, or first competitive goal of the season uh, at the weekend, which has happened to be the winner. His confidence is slowly coming back. Um, can they handle a physical presence up front, which is what he is? Yes and no. Um, one thing's for sure, Eray Cermit will play uh, a young Turkish Swiss player, Swiss international actually as well. He is usually the one who handles the physical players. The other one is Andy Pelmar, a young under-21 international from uh, France. And he is only 180 tall. So uh, what is this, 5'11", around-ish, probably. Uh, but he's quick. So he's the one to cover, to make recovery runs, covers quicker players. And Jermatt has his problems sometimes with tall players, as uh, stronger players, because he himself is quite strong, but not the strongest. So if he's really imposing your strike, then it could cause problems. Germany is also not that good in the air. So if your striker is good in the air, then there could be, there could be a chance that he'll score. Excellent. And um, in terms of Basel's weaknesses, can you see anywhere maybe Omoni would be able to exploit yeah, first off, as I said, transition is, is slow. Uh, this goes both ways, uh, forwards and backwards. If you can exploit, if you can counter quickly, then you have a chance. Uh, there, is, uh, there are some problems because of the lack of experience sometimes. Um, this, uh, this shows uh, in concentration mistakes, for example, bad positioning, as we would expect from a young player. But the main thing is, if you sit deep, Basel has problems breaking you down. So if you sit deep and counter, 
this could be your chance. I could see a good chance that you that you play like this uh, if you if if the staff analyzed Basel well, that you play like this and that could lead to uh, to a successful game. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm glad you said that because the majority of our victories in the big games in the league last season came against teams who couldn't break us down. We play the a lot of the the derbies as we call it because. Teams like Abolon, Ael, Aboel, um, and Rostov, see, they're the four main teams in Cyprus that usually yeah. compete for the title. So we call them derbies, you know. And uh, the way that we beat them was by uh, soaking up pressure, hitting them on the counter attack, sucker punching them, and, and they just couldn't find the response. And we're lucky that we have a goalkeeper in, in Fabiano who's had spells at Fenerbahce, uh, FC Porto. He was our MVP of the season last year, and he's kept us in a lot of games. So he's reliable. And I think if what you say is is true, which I believe, we can hit them on the counter attack and, and cause them problems. That 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 suits us down to T. I think we'll be happy to walk away with a point. Although my concern is if we do go a goal behind, especially early, it could be a, a landslide, and that's what I'm worried about, really. I don't think it would be a landslide. But you said your goalkeeper was your player of the season, and currently, I would say after Artu Cabral. Uh, Heinz Linden, the, goal, the goalkeeper of Basel, would be the choice for a uh, player of the season oh, wow. because he's phenomenal at the moment. He's so strong on the line, especially. He has weaknesses with his foot, so uh, he's not really... For a team that likes to have the ball and try to build up from the back, he's not really the right keeper, but he's so good on the line that there is no chance that he could change him for the moment, at, at the moment. And, yeah, um, I... I don't think it will be a counter, uh, a, a huge win by Basel. I think it will be a narrow one. Uh, I will. I believe that Basel will win this game. I think it will be much, much tougher than uh, many here in Switzerland would expect. I think, as you said, if if the style of uh, Nicosia is too city, so cup pressure at then counter attack, this could cause huge problems to Basel, especially if you do it quickly and uh, relatively direct. This could cause problems. Uh, as I said, the young players, sometimes positioning is wrong. Sometimes they leave space behind the, the defense. Um, and sometimes just they don't uh, transition back quickly enough. And I, I believe if, if you push me for a result, let's say a 1-0 for Basel or maybe a 2-1 for Basel, but I don't think it will be a, a huge win. I wouldn't even be surprised if it resulted in a draw at the end. Yeah, because... Basel probably would take a draw away to Nicosia to try to beat them at home uh, because they're on... I mean, with four points, they started well, this group, but uh, they, uh, I think, uh, could be happy with the draw away just because it is a tough match. It is a quite a far uh, distance to travel, although compared to the other two teams in the group, it's not. But uh, still, uh, I think uh, if they take something from the game, uh, they'd be happy. Absolutely. Well, um, before we wrap things up, Oliver, do, do you guys know or do FC Basel fans know much about Omonia? Because obviously this, this competition throws in a lot of clubs who are very, very, you know, well, the word unknown is the one I want to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, uh, I don't know much myself and I think the fans generally don't know much about the club um, there are, as you mentioned before, Jan Lechaks. And when I saw the highlights of your last Europa League game against uh, Karabakh, uh, he scored, didn't he? 
Yes, I had that. Yes, yes. Yeah, he yeah he did score. So I that was my moment where I said, ah, there he is. So uh, <laughs> this, uh, usually some players that were in Switzerland at some time they suddenly disappeared. They reappear in uh, in other countries where you wouldn't exactly expect them. But yeah. I, I I think that uh, the standings, the European coefficient standings show that we have to take Cyprus football very, very seriously, and especially ammonia. And uh, fans uh, should be hard-pressed not to underestimate Nicosia, for sure. Fantastic. Brilliant. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. You're not the only person that's come on this podcast and uh, from other teams that don't know much about Ammonia. But <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine. The thing is, it's like when I mention names like Lesiak, people are like, oh, all right, him. You know, I speak to people about Jordi Gomez. I speak to people about uh, Thomas Hubachan that played for Slovakia at the Euros. Uh, Adam Lang, who's a central defender for the Hungarian national team. So we have players. We yeah. have players that have been called up, but it's, as you said, it's um, because I think Oman is a, a small team. You know, we our, our budget isn't very big. Um, and I think because we've been in the shadow of Abuel, who are our big rivals, Abuel made the, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. When was it? 2014, I don't remember when it was. I tried to forget that, to be honest. Yeah, um, I understand. But it's, it's been difficult for us. Like I said last season was the first time we, we qualified for the group stages of any European competition. And uh, Henning Berg, who I'm sure you've heard of, is is our head coach. Yeah, he's, I know. Um, there you go. So he's he's done a remarkable job with with a, a limited budget, and uh, the youth academy is thriving. So hopefully we'll we'll just, we'll just kick on. But I, I keep saying to the the fans, just enjoy this journey because we went so many years without European football and suffered so much. You know, even if we do lose games, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the experience. And I know there could be there'll be lots of Ammonia fans going to. Uh, Switzerland as we speak so yeah yeah uh, yeah that's the best uh, the, the best uh, mindset that you have enjoy those six games if it becomes more than six then better but uh, as you said it's the first time in how long that you qualify for Europe or ever yeah, for um, some group stages ever yeah, group, yeah. First, first time in a group stage so enjoy it and see what comes out of it because I think you still have a chance to advance and if you advance then uh, go out party and uh, take two more <laughs> games at least at the very minimum absolutely well Oliver thank you ever so much for your time before I let you go would you like to tell our viewers where they can catch you whether it be social media Instagram anything like that yeah you can catch me on Twitter at a at a new L-I-T underscore Z and uh, you can if you play Football Manager uh, Football Manager 22 comes out on November 6th so if you go there if you go to credits if you go to head research you can read my name there uh, yeah please buy Football Manager please support uh, Cyprus Football and Swiss Football and uh, thanks for having me excellent wonderful work that's it for another episode of the No Chop Test podcast we'll be back very very soon so until next time bye bye